Last week in Tennessee, we had a couple of things that went on. And the first of that was, of course, CMA Fest, where Chris Stapleton and Terry Underwood rocked the stage. Uh, we also had Bonnaroo, where Eminem and Future killed it in front of 8,000 hipsters in Manchester, Tennessee. Anybody go to Bonnaroo? Yeah. Well, that was a big time, I was told. But by far the most fun that anybody had in Tennessee last week was the 21st Annual Education Conference put on by the Bureau of Workers' Compensation. They had that in Murfreesboro every year, and I think maybe a few of you may have made it up there. And they basically go out and tell you what's coming down the pike in Tennessee. Well, for the most part, we've got a few new rules that are coming out. I'm not going to talk about cases today, but we do have a new set of regulations that are rolling out. And some of those have already gone into effect. Uh, the first one is the new general rules for uh, workers' comp, and they're going to sneak a few things in there. Uh, they've got the claims handling standards, which have also been revised recently, and there's a few things we'll talk about there. And the last one they're most excited about is the adjuster certification program. And that has just started in Tennessee. So we'll talk about those three things and then maybe a legislative update. So the first one would be effective May 31st. This is the general rules. And I think this is probably the biggest thing. If you don't remember anything about Tennessee, remember that you've got to give a panel. All right? You all know we need a panel of three. Um, it used to be five business days from notice. Okay? Um, and obviously there's going to be some issues about when you're insured or the account actually tells you, but they've changed that to three business days. Now, I remember when they had a meeting and they were saying, we're thinking about going to three business days. I said, this is a problem. Frankly, I've heard down in Georgia they've got this really good system where you post a panel and nothing ever goes wrong, I'm told. It's pretty efficient. Well, I said, why don't we do that in Tennessee? Um, they said, no, let's make it three business days. So you can post a panel in Tennessee, um, but remember that you need to have three doctors on this panel. It's this, the form C42, and you need to name them. So occupational clinics, you used to just say urgent care, or doctor's choice, or concentra, whoever you like. But now for occupational clinics, you need to actually put a doctor's name on it. Now, the easiest way to do that, oh, it's going to get worse, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> the easiest way to do this is to just call them up or have one of your assistants, uh, one of your staff, call up and see who the medical director is, and you'll want to put that name on the given clinic. So they're trying to make it a little bit uh, more specific when it comes to panels. The other thing you want to watch out for is when you give a group, an orthopedic group or uh, a neurology group, uh, you want to actually name the doctor. Don't just put TOA. Okay? If you put TOA, Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, then the employee is going to get to pick any of the doctors from that group. So that's something that most of the time you're going to have the name, but I see some panels where people actually just say, go to this clinic, and not all those doctors are the same. Okay? So make sure that you actually put the doctor's name on that panel. Now the next one, claim handling standards. They've rolled out some new rules that are going to start on August 2nd, so you've got a little bit of time to get ready. One of the biggest things that they're requiring is a mandatory liaison. Now this is going to be someone who is available by phone whenever the Bureau has a question, and they can ask you 
to provide contact info for the examiner payment status. So where's that TTD check? Um, or, hey, I'm at the pharmacy and they're not giving me my oxycodone. Um, you got to tell them who the new examiner is if you change, and it must be listed on a form that's filed with the state. So don't raise your hands at once, but is anybody interested in being one of these liaisons for your company? Yeah. All right. Well, okay, we got one. I'm she sorry. wants that Apple Watch. That's what it there means. There you go. You've got until August 2nd to decide. So you guys get together and discuss who you think might be qualified to do it. But apparently they really are having problems with a change of an adjuster and the claimant can't find them. So be aware that they're going to start picking up the phone. And I have seen them even when there's not a petition that's been filed. Usually there's a petition. Sometimes they're just calling up and saying, what's going on with this claim? So be aware of that. The Bureau is going to be a little bit more involved. Uh, the next big change is just a new form that we need to send out. It's a notice of reported injury. And this is supposed to be sent to the claimant usually by mail. Or you could email them if you are brave enough to email the claimant. And you need to tell them you've actually gotten notice of the injury. So this is something that you're going to want to have on medical-only claims as well. It's not the first report of injury, okay? Now, if you send me an email, I can get you the link to it. But this is a brand new form that, as of August 2nd, we're going to actually send out to the claim. We must also send to them a two-page sheet uh, that is the beginner's guide to workers' compensation for claims. And anybody who handles Tennessee knows that we had a new law that went into effect about four years ago, and it's not as good for the claimant's attorneys. They don't get as much money. You used to get six times multipliers. You remember those good old days? So it's less indemnity money, but it's a lot more pro se claimants. All right? And so these people are learning how to practice law the hard way, uh, which is with a bad shoulder. Um, so they want you to send out this beginner's guide to make sure that all the claimants are actually aware of some of the basics of workers' comp. So get that in your new packets whenever you send anything out. Uh, the next big thing that they're talking about is report cards. <laughs> so, you know, apparently they've had some issues, and I don't know, I don't think it's anybody here, but sometimes it's hard to get in touch with folks, uh, so they're going to keep tabs on your accuracy of filings, how fast you're doing your indemnity, medical payments, the provision of panels, responses to PBDs, so whenever you see a petition for benefits filed, make sure that you Get that out to a good defense attorney, because they're going to keep track of that now. And if you don't uh, do well, they're actually going to be able to make some of this stuff public. Um, so hopefully it's going to be a slow rollout, uh, but this is a new rule that they're put out there. So as of August 2nd, they're going to keep tabs on you a little bit more. So you don't want to be the first person that they say, hey, look at this. But on a more brighter side, they do have one final program, the Adjuster Certification Program. And this just came out. It's effective the 31st of May. It's entirely voluntary. You know, in Tennessee, it doesn't require a license to be a claims examiner. And then they're like, why are there all these problems with our claims? I don't get it. Well, they're trying to fix that without making a license. This is a voluntary process. It involves um, the state coming in and giving a one-day training course. Um, and it can be for entities as well. So the TPA or the carrier can actually be certified. Uh, they're going to come in. There's a guy named Jeff Francis, who is uh, the assistant administrator. He's going to go through a couple hours worth of... Uh, 
exciting material. Uh, it's going to cover the basics of compensation or the principles of insurance and Tennessee law specifics. Uh, so they've already got 39 of these adjusters, and those are mostly Tennessee people. Uh, but I like to hang out here down in Atlanta, and I've talked to them, and they're willing to come down here. So uh, you guys can get certified too. And it probably would help not get a report card published if you're actually certified. And that may get you out of jail for free. So it's something to consider. And if you do want to have that, you know, you can get in touch with me and I'll be happy to arrange for Jeff Francis to come down here, come to your conference room and you can get certified. You want to do it, I want you to keep up with these Nashville people because they are all getting certified up there and we don't want to be left behind here in Georgia. So that's basically the new set of rules. Uh, that's come out. Some of them you know, are pretty bad. Uh, some of them are just going to be minor annoyances. Uh, but make sure you get those panels out quick and make sure your accounts have the panels uh, and make sure you get these two new forms. And then file everything timely and that's all you got to do. It's basically pretty easy. But the only other thing in Tennessee is the legislative update. We're about to transition to Florida here and if it weren't bad enough already, Tennessee's getting a little bit more like Florida as far as plaintiff's attorney fees. They had a statute that came out about two years ago. I actually thought I would see more of it, but I haven't seen as much as I expected. But for wrongful denials, it's possible to get Florida-style fees. Now, for two years, everybody said, well, what does wrongful mean? What does wrongful mean? We tried to say it was non-existent. That's, that doesn't happen. But eventually, they found a couple cases where they're able to articulate it a little bit better. But it was a pretty high standard. So there haven't been that many Florida-style cases, but effective... Uh, last month, I believe, this new definition of wrongful was enacted. Erroneous, incorrect, or otherwise inconsistent with the law or facts. So that, to me, is kind of broad. Um, but you talk to the plaintiff's attorneys and say, oh, they'll never meet that. So we don't know exactly how prevalent this will be. But be aware that in certain situations, they are going to try and get uh, attorney's fees. So if you get a petition for benefits, make sure that you're handling that timely. So those are the big changes. The only other ones are the max comp rate uh, went up a little bit. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you guys are kind of stingy down here in Georgia. You're working hard. Your comp rates are pretty low. He was making fun of Florida. We're still lower than that. So Tennessee has really high comp rates. I don't know why. I don't know why. But uh, you look at how much they pay our football coaches. <laughs> there was a big hullabaloo about in-state offices. They said you got to have an in-state office. There actually was a statute that said that. Nobody followed it. They fixed that and said, no, you don't have to have an in-state office. So those were the big changes. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be too bad in Tennessee. But if you do have questions, you know, feel free to give me a call. Shoot me an email. If you want to set up a certification process, I'm happy to do it. Remember, we've got Knoxville offices and Brentwood offices. I'm in Brentwood, uh, and you can reach me at that number. So I hope you guys enjoy the Tennessee update. And next year, go to Bonnaroo. It's the best thing going. <laughs> Thank you, Greg.